Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. That was so loud. I literally jumped. <laughs> That's why you wear the seat. headphones. It was still so loud. So we monitor our voices. Did you turn them up? Have you forgotten how this works? Sure, we're doing a show that we uh, really need to get back to. <laughs> Did you turn up the microphone? No. Though? I don't think that's It's true. the same it's always been. I'm just a loud man. Wow. Okay. I literally jumped back. Okay, so. I saw that. Your eyes got all like bug-eyed. You're like, ah, what is yes, this? Yes, because it was so loud. Who are you? Who I'm the hell are you? Not Jared. I'm Emily. Oh, you are, yeah. Hello. Sometimes I do another podcast. My lawfully wedded wife. That's true. I don't yep. really know what that means. What is lawfully? Oh. It means legally. <laughs> In my wow. head, it was always spelled differently. Yeah, Good nope. job, English major. Yeah, I'm a dum-dum. No, you just didn't think. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like a closer to like Laufey, like, you know, the Frost Giants. I have no idea what you're talking about now. Thor shit. Great. <laughs> Welcome, friends. Yeah, uh, Jared's doing a work thing, and Ninja Turtles came out on a really weird night. Well, it was a preview event. Yeah, Ninja Turtles is coming out on Wednesday, today when we're recording, so we saw a new release on a Tuesday. But hey. Weird. It was fun, and- Thank God it's not like the way it used to be. Very excited. Where, like the old days, it's like, oh, hey, we're doing a preview showing. It was like 11.59, like going into a Friday, and like you get back home at like 3, 4 in the morning. I'm so glad that shit's done. Like, I don't want to go to midnight releases anymore. Why would I have ever done that in the no. first place, though? I appreciate, I did it like basically weekly in college, every week. We had very different college experiences. Mine definitely involved more sleeping and spending a lot less money. To be fair, mine And was... <laughs> probably more studying. Yeah. And definitely more time in the library. Um, I'd crank out a paper like an hour before it was due in the library. That's terrifying. Wow. Okay. So I mean, my money go. was mostly spent on booze and Starbucks. I didn't even like Starbucks that much. But I it was on spent campus. No money on either of those things because there was why would I have Hey, we had a weekend? Yeah. We had a Comic Con. Which we we haven't done a been to a show. I say we haven't done a show because we haven't you know, done a show in a very long time. Yeah. We haven't been to a show. We're not in also a long time, but we might be vendors once again. But maybe for one last hurrah, we're just waiting for the right one. But yeah, we uh, we attended a comic con for the first time in like a year, and it was really fun. There was a ton of comics at this comic con, which sounds well, we... silly if you are somebody who has not attended many comic cons. Yeah, usually comic cons are like. People come up to us, they'd be like, ooh, you actually have comics. I'm like, I know. At <laughs> this Comic-Con, what are the chances? No, but there were a ton of comics at this one. I mean, we can promote the show. Like, it's a good show. It was Terrificon in Connecticut. We've been- And uh, Kirk was there. <laughs> yes. From Gilmore Girls. So we're walking in. Uh, this is Terrificon in Connecticut. It's uh, We've been there twice now. It's a very uh, well-run show. I really like the vibe of it because it is- a, It's nice, It's yeah. a good mix of comics and- celebrities and vendors like it really kind of hits like the sweet spots of what i like in a comic-con and it's a good size it's very much not overwhelming yeah it's not like it's not like a new york or like a san diego it's big but it's not like wild and it's also a good space but yeah so we're walking in and sean gunn passes us and you go is that kirk okay so he passed us like in the hallway as we were walking the opposite direction i was like two feet away from kirk yeah and and i like looked him up and i just thought it was a really good cosplayer and then i was like that's who's not gonna real. cosplay as sean gunn who would not so we walked by sean like uh, he has his, a handler they're walking the other way and clearly we're not gonna bug the guy like he's he's going into the show to well do no because i didn't even know who he was at first oh i did but you just went was that Kirk? And there's this guy in front of us who goes, Kirk is here? Like, you thought it was, like, Shatner? Like, have you not looked at the guest list? You just suddenly thought there was a surprise William Shatner? And you go, yeah, that was Kirk. He just walked by us. And I went, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> know your audience. And the guy, like, clearly has never watched Gilmore Girls in his life. He's just like, oh, yeah, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I love that. Kirk. Was that Kirk? <laughs> and it was Kirk, by the way. Technically friends. it was. Yeah. But- uh, Wrong audience, though, to be yelling, Kirk is here. <laughs> yeah, because there were a ton of Star Trek actors there. So it really was the wrong audience from like all different Star Trek shows. Yeah, some of them I'm glad you didn't recognize. Yes. 
Because uh, from Deep Space Nine, you don't know the name Jaxia Dax, and you just call her Cheetah Face? Because it looks like she has cheetah spots on her face. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't recognize her. You're like, wait, Cheetah Face was there? Like, yeah, she was there. But we saw Jonathan Frakes. We did. He Um, was one of the big ones. He and Kirk were the two big ones, probably. I mean, you're just going off of things that you know. There were other people there. Well, yes, of course there were other people there. Um, I don't usually do celebrity signing stuff. Usually when we go to like cons, I'm more interested in the comic people. That's just more my vibe. But uh, Frakes was there. And I said Insurrection like twice last week. I got um inbox figure from uh, First Contact signed by him. Yes, it's over there. Back up on the wall. You can see it. Yes, it is. And first thing uh, Frakes says, like we're walking up to him. He's wearing a 90s shirt from Beans, which if you're from Ming and you're like, yeah, we get this. He just goes, whoa, that's a great beard. Game recognizes game, son. And you were very flustered and you were like, 17-year-old me based it off of you. Not quite what I said. I was a little smoother, but thank you. Anyway. Not by much, though. Um, but he was lovely and kind and... We know uh, how close he lives to us now. We're going out for tapas next week. We're not. But <laughs> um, but he was lovely funny, and kind and everybody there was. We There were a ton of comic creators, which was really cool. Yeah, um, had a nice little chat with Tom King, which I, I hate introducing myself. I'm like, hey, you follow me on Twitter, which is, I've had to do this a couple of times with people, and I hate it. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, you you know me, but just digitally. Yes. He called me an uncouth name because uh, I was wearing a Celtic shirt. You know, surprise, surprise. But, you know, as a Lakers fan, uh, we are contractually obligated to hate the other's team and their fan base. Yep. But he was very kind. There, Everybody was lovely. We stopped into a panel for a little bit with a couple of X-Men creators. Yeah, there was uh, Chris Claremont, Louis Simonson. So that was really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name names. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you guys could figure it out. There was, because I, I mostly, like, I'm... I'm, when I go to these things, I'm not buying stuff. And I'm, I'm mo- like, Frakes is an exception, but I don't usually do the celebrity stuff. I'm mostly there for the comic book people. And I don't, especially after the store, I don't have a big collection, but I have a pretty curated collection. And we were in line for one comic creator who uh, we've seen at shows when we were vendors. And I've had friendly experiences with them, like came to our table once and I've gotten stuff signed, but I got stuff signed for the store. And I went, I want to get one for me. And it it was a a very long, not a very long line, but a very long wait because this individual who is a notorious grump had no goddamn interest in signing anything. No. Like he kept on taking like a 20 minute break to talk to people who would just come up to him, take a phone call, leave for a while, take some photos with cosplayers. It was a very long wait that had no reason to be that long. And, you know... A lot of people that go to cons, and this is no knock on it, like if I could do it, I would do it. Like, I think the majority of their income are appearances and signings and all that, but I've never seen someone with so little interest. It was kind of, and I've seen this person before at shows. It's like, this is wild. It was wild how little interest they had. And like, I'm not naming names just because I don't, you know, want to be like shit on them. Yeah. And, but it was crazy, right? Yes. And, but also, to be fair to them, some of what took the time was that they were flipping through people's things that they were signing instead of... That is what took the least amount of time. Okay, it took some time, though. The pe- um, but the, it was... The multiple 20-minute side conversations were definitely the thing that slowed it up. Whatever. We had some pizza in line. It was fine. <laughs> had a grand old time, though. All right. Regular structure for the show. If you want to jump around, time codes are listed down below. We're going to do the news of the week. Weird comics facts, skipping sports reports because, you know, nothing happened in basketball. We went to a basketball game. Well, yeah, we went to a WNBA game, but I never talk about the WNBA on the show. Let's dive into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. News of the week. Yay. Uh, during writer and SAG strikes. Woo. Here's the thing that I... We'll see what happens. George Romero's final something something of the dead is coming out or will be produced. Fancy. Uh, who has done uh, many like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead? Not Shaun of the Dead. That was just a play on words. But that was a thing? Yes, that was a thing. Excellent. You saw that movie. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I don't really remember any of these, but yes. Well, yeah. So Twilight of the Dead is coming out. The final George Romero zombie movie. Except here's the thing. He's been dead since 2017. Oh, that's tricky. This is going to be based off of a treatment that he did. It will be completed by other people. Okay. But also, here's the thing. Uh, most of these of the dead movies, after the third one, after Day of the Dead, in my opinion, and 
be honest, I don't know that many people are going to disagree with me, have like real diminishing returns. Like he basically did like a movie a decade in this series. It's not quite one to one, but roll with me. It's essentially that. And after the third one, which is David in the 80s, which is uh, pet shit crazy, but still a really good movie. Like they all, it's all kind of like reflective of the time and fears. It's all about like social shit, really. Mm -hmm. And they kind of started getting worse, like pretty worse. And like now you're doing something off of a treatment based off of someone who's been dead since 2017. I'm like, I can't imagine this is going to be good. Yeah. And I can't imagine it's going to kind of be in line with whatever he was doing because... You know, some shit's happened since 2017. Yeah. And the point of these movies was always like a social reflection. Right. Something topical. Yeah. So I don't. I understand your hesitation. I don't love this. Hmm. Wonder Woman 3 is back on. I saw that. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Gadot? Gadot? I always think it's Gadot, but it's actually, I believe, Gadot because it goes against my French speaking language part. Yeah. I'm honestly not surprised. Like, even though. You know, the second Wonder Woman movie wasn't well received and I think has um, aged poorer over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I feel like like her casting was never an issue and people like her. And like, I don't know uh, what we don't know if this means is uh, Patty Jenkins is returning. I think it would be a mistake not to have her. I agree. And also, I think Gal Gadot is a fairly strong supporter of Patty Jenkins. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so- if she's signing up for it, it makes me feel like Patty Jenkins is... I would hope so. Probably um, attached? I don't know. I mean, that first, you know, I'm going to say the same goddamn criticism I say every time, but that first movie is so good until like the third act. Yes. They never should have told us what Chris Pine said. Oh my gosh, was... They never should have told us what Chris Pine said. It would have been so much stronger if they didn't. Oh my gosh, guys. Do you know how many times I've heard this? Also, you even said that this weekend. Did I've I? heard, yes, you tell me this so often. <laughs> oh my gosh. I stand by it. I really stand by it. Guys, you don't even know. Um, but yeah, of course, like, especially if they're, uh, I forget the name of the movie that James Gunn said they were doing about, like, Themyscira, like, why wouldn't you include her in this? Like, for as much as, like, the DCEU stuff was a mess, like, Gal Gadot is not one of the issues with this universe. Right. And I think we She's can all agree. The, she seems to enjoy doing it. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that at least the first Wonder Woman movie was the strongest of... And now she just pops up in random cameos. All She's like, them. I'm in Shazam 2. I'm in The Flash. Yeah, why would you not? Because it seems fun to just kind of be there and then... She has that like, really cool. cool theme. Yeah, it, her movie's great. Like, for as much as, like, you know, like, Superman and Batman are kind of defined by, like, uh, you know, the John Williams theme, the Danny Elfman theme, like, that, like, guitar riff, like, yeah, that's her theme now. Yeah, it's very cool. I know what guitar riff you're talking about, but thank you for singing it for me. Speaking of... Uh, Shazam 2 that she was in for five minutes for no good reason. Uh, Zachary Levi is uh, speaking out against the critical review of Shazam Fury of the Gods. Did I watch that with you? No. Yeah. You watched it by yourself. No, that's fine because it was incredibly bland and boring and uh, crappy. Oh. And he's like, this is a good movie and it it received very negative reviews and that's why it did bad. I'm like, no, man, it's a bad movie. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It's not good though. I want every movie to be good. That'd be nice. It's not a good movie. Well, like it's not the re- the reviews weren't the issue. The re- issue is it was a bad movie. And also, you're kind of a weirdo. And as time goes on, we learn how much more of a weirdo you are. So, you know, zip it. It was better I'm doing my Dr. Evil impression for some reason. Oh, I didn't know that's what that was. It was I even did the hand thing. I've only seen that movie like once. Yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, you have. You saw Austin Powers too. Yep. We haven't watched the third one because it's not very good. Much like Shazam Fury of the Gods. I didn't even know there was a third one, so there you go. Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad movie. Has Beyonce, though. Who doesn't love Beyonce? Although you did just watch Anchorman for the first time. That was mind-blowing how many things are quoted in there. You're like, oh, this is like what people have been saying for the last 20 years. Yeah, that was impressive, to be fair. That is a really quotable movie. It is, evidently, from what I've heard. (laughs) Like every... What's funny is like some of them you didn't recognize, like I Love Lamp was like, so much of this got quoted like immediately after, when I say immediately, for like the next 10 years, but you didn't recognize I Love Lamp. No. You recognized basically everything else, but not I Love Lamp. Yeah. I don't know. I Love Lamp. What else happened this week? Oh, hey, let's talk about uh, striking stuff. Stephen Amell, don't know what to really make of this guy. There was an Arrow person at our con. We could have asked them. 
Who was there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch Arrow. No. Oh, they were on their posters. Well, we were standing them. in line for a long time, guys. I was just looking at for people's Frakes? posters behind their head. <laughs> but apparently not Cheetah Face. You didn't notice her. I looked, I looked at Cheetah Face's poster, but I didn't recognize her as Cheetah Face. By the way, Re- Rebecca Romaine in person. Oh, yeah. She was there, God, too. God, she's stunning. Yeah. And her husband was there, too. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be there. He was just hanging out. He was going to the crowd, signing nice. shit, just taking photos. Yeah. Just for free, <laughs> just hanging out. He's like, here I am. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Stand By Me and also Star Trek Lower Decks. And I was... You know, you think about them, you're like, that doesn't make sense to me. And then I saw it in person, I'm like, still doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Someone is punching above their weight. You were talking about Stephen Amell. Yeah, so he he was at a con this week as well. And right now, if you are part of sag After, you're not supposed to be promoting anything future, present, or past. Well, he doesn't give a shit. He's just doing it. So he was at a panel, and he's like, I support my union, but I don't support striking. And people filmed this, and it got out. And then he put out a statement. He's like... Whoa, guys, sure, I was doing a thing I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I support my union, but I also don't support striking, so don't take the things that I said in context. Not what he said, I'm just making fun of him now. So people doubly made fun of him and dragged him, and then he went on TMZ, he's like, I wish these comments weren't made public. Motherfucker, you said them in front of people, in a public setting. This wasn't like a private one-on-one. You decided to go do a panel, which no one else is doing. You have some spicy language about this. Well, he's just an idiot. Well, you do also have <laughs> spicy language about it. He's like, I'm doing things that um, people don't want me to be doing. I'm saying that I don't want these people doing this thing. And then I'm mad that my comments are being taken in context that should have been private. No, you said them in front of a group of people with fucking cell phones. You idiot. Sounds like there's a lot of mess happening there. Remember when he got really loaded on a plane? It was just like, Rawr! and then he got kicked off that plane. No. Yeah, I'm just calling him out for being a fucking douchebag. Okay, your language is very spicy right now, and I feel like it's we Stephen need... Amell spicy. But I feel like we need to <laughs> take a deep breath here. I'm just saying he's an idiot. Okay. He also was on like the Ninja Turtles press tour for Out of the Shadows. He's like, I think we made a really good movie. No, you didn't. Okay, so that's where your real anger is stemming. It's from. a real piece of shit. Movie, I really man. understand now. <laughs> It all comes back to this. No, it's mostly this. It's just like, this dude has his bag. Like, this dude's rich. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't get this. Why would we do this? I'm already rich. I don't need to do this. He's. It's just so incredibly tone deaf. And then he's like, no, you didn't understand. What I really meant was the things that I said. (laughs) And I wish that no one knew that I thought these things, but I said them in front of a group of people with cell phones. That's a mess. Yeah, he's just a dumbass is, I guess, the point that I'm trying to make here. Is there any movement on the... Why, yes, there is. Oh! I was trying... Oh, I set these up intentionally to transition. What was that noise that just came out of your mouth? Oh, what was that? How old are you? I planned the show. Are you 87? (laughs) Oh! Hard, I am. So yeah, we actually have uh, the first positive news we've heard in the last couple of weeks about negotiations. Fabulous. The AMPTP... Is that writers or actors, or both? Uh, those are the people who the writers and actors are negotiating with. Okay, so the they have other been, people. Yes, they have been, uh, you know, we've heard the reports of like, oh, they're outside Universal, so they trimmed all the trees outside Universal. I to did make hear them. that. That's not nice. Yeah, and then they only got fined like $250 for doing it. That's even worse. Yeah, but they are going to be meeting with, not the actors, but they will be meeting with the WGA on Friday. Writers. Yes. Okay. Writers Guild of America. Well, that's um, good news. It's not like everything is going to be wrapped up in one meeting, but this well, is... Well, no, but if you're starting the meetings, that's that's progress. Yeah, this Ow. is... Ow! Yeah, the... you bite me? Cat attacker. He's mad about oh. Stephen Amell, too. Why did you bite me? Because he's a dick. Why is he so long? <laughs> I don't know. He's like as tall as I am, and he's a cat. <laughs> but yeah, so they'll be meeting with the WG on Friday. Certainly not everything is going to be wrapped up all at once but like this is the first meeting that has been had in a while like no negotiations have happened for basically a month well that's very good news then that's something uh disenchantment the matt graining created show for netflix will be ending with season five so i hear yeah i told you sounds like we'll be getting netflix again kids we will be getting netflix again for that month sounds good to me yeah i know a matt graining show ending I've never heard of such a thing. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah, because Simpsons is on like season 34. Futurama's back for like the fourth time. I know, but Futurama then has ended three other times is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps on coming back, baby. Even this week, they brought back, there's an episode where like, this is like uh, Amy and Kiff got pregnant and then they sent out little tadpoles with like, hey, they're not going to be ready for 20 years. 
Who thought at the time that 20 years later, the show would still be there? So they actually dealt with a 20-year plot point. I'm like, that's insane. But yeah, uh, Disenchantment is ending with this upcoming season, which makes it, this is like an actual like plot-based show versus like Simpsons or Futurama. So it makes sense that it actually has an end point. It's also kind of a bummer because I really enjoy the show. I don't know how well the show has been received. Like I've never really, and this is just like me personally, like how I engage with the internet. Like I don't know what other people think of it. I don't really know how well it's done, but I enjoy it. I've had a great time with it. Well, that's good. So it's like, it's a bummer that it's ending, but it's also kind of nice knowing that it's like, okay, we're going to tell our story. Right. They're going to end on a good note as opposed to just existing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm bummed out that the show's ending, but also, you know, good at the same time. And it's certainly different from anything that like Matt Groening has done otherwise. Yeah. Striking the microphones, I see. Yes. Lando is coming back. Lando Calrissian, the TV series. We haven't heard anything about this in years. I forgot about that. And his capes. Yes, his cape room. Uh, I loved his capes. But Donald Glover will be co-writing the series. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So good for him. You know, it, that's a positive update. Hopefully it's good. He performed at Bowdoin when I was there. I mean, he's a good writer and he's a good actor. And for, Yeah, that's for, awesome. For as much as the solo movie is kind of nothing. Yeah. I've, I think I've watched that three, maybe four times. And like, it just washes over me. Like, it leaves no impression. To be fair, I remember walking into that movie with a less than zero... A sentence doesn't make sense. I don't know where I'm going. You didn't have expectations. I had very low expectations. And thus, I walked out of it feeling pretty good about it. Because it was better than I thought it would be. I I just kept on trying to watch it and going like, this time it will leave an impression. Still nothing. Three or four times. I don't even know how many times. Also comparatively to Star Wars Episode Nine, which I haven't seen since we saw it in theaters. Because that was so bad. And I just have had zero interest in revisiting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have not watched it again. Yeah. But I watched Solo three to four times. Huh. You made weird choices. Yeah. That last movie sucked. That ma- Hey, at least it made an impression. A That's... bad impression. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Donald Glover writing Lando. That's fun. I'm all for it. I also, I'll bring up this story because I-, I love it so much. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, who played Han Solo and that, like, he met with Harrison Ford for lunch and they talked about the character and motivations and blah 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 and donald glover uh did the same thing with billy d williams he's like hey man like how do you play this character and, and like billy d williams had no time for it. he's just like you just play it cool man <laughs> <laughs> which is the fucking best <laughs> love billy d williams like how do you play it cool great advice i really wish you could have just seen your face right then it did not look cool frank said i had a good beard also you my number one mustache fan not true, guys. Should be Not so true. Should be so glad I regrew my beard for the show. I know I oh said my this gosh, before. I was thrilled. I'm like, no, I can't have a mustache when I'm meeting people that I respect. Excellent, love uh, that for me. And then Frakes. So we're stuck with this yep. again for a while. Excellent, because you're going to see him again in Bangor. No, because this is the look. And because you're going to see him again in Bangor. I'm not going to so go to you Bangor. Be cool. No, Beard Daddy told me this was it's working, so I'm going to keep going with it. I didn't like that. Mm. Uh, last bit of news, Loki season two had its first trailer. I see. I just... <laughs> what was that reaction? Oh, it was there. <laughs> it was in front of me. It, there was a trailer. You You're put right. your phone in front of me while I was sitting here. <laughs> I'm like, all right, moving on. Sure. Yeah. I don't really remember what happened in Loki, but... He's like, I'm a different Loki. And then he had a crash course in the other Loki yeah, uh, yeah. through a video montage. And then Owen Wilson's like, wow. And then girl Loki showed up and... And then they kissed. He's like... And then there which was... Which is basically like, masturbation. Wasn't If you're there, just kissing yourself. Wasn't there also like alligator Loki? All the Loki's living yeah. underground. And then uh, Kang was like, hey, I keep on ending up here. And then Lady Loki stabbed him. And then he's like, oops, the timeline's all fucked up. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, show. Like, I don't... Like, you know, I'm not like doing backflips over it, but good enough. Yeah. Sounds better, good. Better than Secret Invasion. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I like some of the visuals in this. I like the little freak out that he's having, like jumping all over stuff. And <laughs> I like the K. Kehi Kwan. Okay. That's what I thought. Kehi Kwan. Yeah. Okay. I love, man. Love that. I just love that, dude. He's so fun. He has such an infectious energy. Yes. Just like his presence. Like, I feel like he just kind of bleeds through. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the guy's a dick, but he sure doesn't seem to be. He seems to be just be like happy and infectious. And I just. I'm so happy just seeing him and stuff now. I love that he's popping up everywhere, just a little bit. Yeah, awesome. Good for him. 10 out of 10. Man, everything else, everywhere all at once is good, and he's so good in it. 
and now he's in this and i yeah i mean honestly it's just like oh that like just seeing that dude on screen i'm like that just makes me happy because he just seems like a happy guy <laughs> yeah definitely and I've, I've said this before and i will say it again i don't have an opinion on the jonathan major stuff yet i i'm still sticking with innocent until proven guilty but i will go with it is uh complicated from a marketing standpoint so i was a little surprised to see him even fe- in it at all feature well he's gonna be in the show like the, right. sh- the show wrapped before all of the whatever came out, or again, we're dealing, I will stick with Innocent Until Proven Guilty. Mm-hmm. It's just an easier stance to take than, I think, being reactionary. Is it good that this stuff is happening? No, not at all. And we'll kind of see what becomes of it, but I was surprised to see him even featured in the marketing. Yeah. No, I, I was also a little surprised to see him there, but but we shall see. Yeah, because, I mean, he's going to be in the show. Like, they filmed this a while ago. And I saw, like, there are so many, like, stupid sites out there being like, oh, confirmed. Like, he wasn't recast. Like, yeah, this happened a while ago. Do you not understand, like, just the basics of a production schedule? Like, they didn't film this last week. This would have been done, like, a year, year and a half ago. Right. I mean, at the very least, the actor strike has been going on for a, a little while now. Like, well, I mean, actors have only been, like, two weeks. Oh, okay. Really? It feels like longer. <laughs> well, it's the writers. The writers are up to like three months. I know. The writers have been striking for a very long time. Yeah, but yeah, like, confirm Jonathan Majors, not recast. Like, yeah, that's just how this works. Yeah. So, and you know, it's not like a Kevin Spacey situation where you can get Christopher Plummer in where it's just... Better. Because Christopher Plummer is an icon. Well, he is, but it's just like, again, we don't know the information yet. And if they were to change Jonathan Majors at this point, it would be such a handbrake turn. We don't know what it means yet, so no one get mad at me because none of us really know. Like, you can have an opinion, but, like, none of us really know yet. Yes, exactly. Please don't yell at me on the internet (laughs) for being neutral until we have more information. Agreed. All right, that's the news. Yay. Gonna move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna make some weird shit pretty freaky but it's safe is it about batman no we're doing ninja turtles this week oh that's right i had to really restrain myself on this because because you know all of the turtles facts i know some that um probably shouldn't be repeated just for personal information and i know some things that are kind of wild you don't even have to tell me i know so i was like oh man and we've dealt with weird stuff with turtles before because you know we've talked about turtles on the show once or twice yeah because that's my jam yo that it is that it is. So I thought we would talk about uh, the Image Comics run. Oh, I don't really know anything about those. Because those are not so much my jam. That's also true. <laughs> but I... There are fewer of them in our house. Yeah, I think uh, I sold all my floppies at the store. Oh, that's kind of sad. Well, I got uh, the collections. There, I see them. Two volumes. Okay. I also just see a wall of turtles over there. It's, there's other stuff there, too. Look, there's the X-Men, the Hulk. <laughs> Sandman, Saga, Human Target, whatever. There's a a bunch of shit over there. Stop looking at my ball. We're talking Image Comics here. Basically, the Mirage Ninja Turtles had two volumes. Um, The second one wasn't selling very well, so the book got canceled. And uh, there was also some conflict going on with Mirage, the people that started it, because it basically became like, hey, there's an independent book between two people into, it's a massive empire, and we have like nine employees. Yes. Uh, like Kevin Eastman had left at that point, and basically so much was like being like dealt with like the movies and the toys and the TV series and all that stuff. So the comics moved over to Image Comics for uh, what is referred to as Volume Three, and this is where things uh, get a little funky immediately because you know it's the '90s. Like we had to go extreme. Uh oh. So uh, part of the original comics, they were all black and white. Uh, that's not true. Volume Two was in color, but all the turtles essentially look the same. Like there's nothing distinguishing them. For the most part. Except for their weapons. Yeah. So Image decided to mix it up. So they do stuff like in the first issue, Raphael's face is blown off. Like half his face is gone. Poor Raph. Yeah. Uh, Donatello gets dropped out of a helicopter. Like he gets all fucked up and then he gets a cyborg body. Oh, poor Donnie. I love Donnie. Michelangelo does okay. Later on, Leonardo gets his hand bitten off by a mutant alligator. Does it come back? No. Oh. No, just bitten off. So they all have like a distinct visual look. You know who is who. But they're all like something terrible happened to them. Not yeah. like I'm wearing a fun hat. <laughs> no, there's no fun hats. And I guess Raphael gets a fun hat when he becomes the Shredder. Dun, dun, dun. It takes over the Foot Clan. Dramatic. Uh, this was also a little bit weird because now that it was an image book, they were crossing over with other image books. And I don't know. 
basically anything about early 90s image books for like some of their stuff like savage dragons in there michelangelo starts banging some like spiky alien that doesn't seem good yeah she's weird i don't know what's up with her so there's a lot of crossover i have no idea what's going on with those characters i don't know who they are they said uh, Raphael became the shredder and then much like uh, mirage volume two image volume three sales fell off a cliff and it was canceled and then we get volume four before it happened again then volume four never completed either that's the whole thing so i've heard Again, readers, listeners, whatever you are, once or twice. But here's the interesting thing. So I might be off on my numbers. I believe Image ended uh, vol- Image Volume 3, even though like Mirage Volume 4, they, they call it Volume 4. They totally ignore all the Image stuff. Like it's its own separate thing. Volume 3 ended, I, I think it was 24. But what's interesting is uh, so after Viacom picked it up and IDW was doing reprints of all the Image stuff, uh, which they called Urban Legends. Instead Why not? Of, instead of volume three, I don't know. There it is. They actually got the writer and the artist to come back for two issues to complete the story. Oh, that's fun. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Volume four. Volume four. I don't really know how the rights work. I don't know if you can do volume four reprintings. But Mirage has the rights. And Pete does. To do some comics. Pete has um, Peter Laird. <laughs> Pete, our buddy. <laughs> I've met him enough times. I'm friends with some of these guys. Yeah, Peter Laird has the rights after the sale to do uh, 18 comics a year. I thought it was like nine. No, 18. Wow, it's a lot. Uh, he's done, this happened in 2009, he's done one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's saving them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think he's doing any more. Yeah, that, that's kind of the uh, volume three tale. Oh, interesting. That is our weird comics facts for the week. The tale. It's a funny use of the word tale because... Because of Tales of the TMNT. Yes. Or Tales because when they made the little toys, they took away their tails because they looked like dicks. Um, I was thinking Tales of the TMNT because of course that's what I was thinking. Not little turtle dicks? No, that's what you were thinking of. Don't say what I know you're going to say. So let's move on. Was it the porn book? No, that's not where I was going with that. But no. Yeah, there, there's a... No, don't keep going down this road. Okay, <laughs> moving on, friends. There's a Mirage porn book. There's like 35 of them. Screaming at streaming. There's nothing to scream at this week. There's no TV show. Your your Strange New Worlds didn't come out? No, that's tomorrow morning. Oh. I'm going to wake up and have myself a musical time. Oh, it's a musical one? Yeah, the, yeah we got to get up in the morning. Or I got to get up. You don't got to. You don't watch the show. I've watched a lot of this show. You you want to wake up and watch a musical tomorrow morning? When would I ever say no to that? Oh, we're doing a musical in the morning. Oh, we didn't, have, we didn't even we don't even have to scream at streaming. No, there's no screaming at streaming. And there's no sports reports because we only talk basketball in this family. Okay, that's not exactly true. Do you have any football news? The U.S. Women's National Team? The Women's World Cup? Soccer? Yeah, yeah they're just going to win again. Things are not... We've had two draws so far, so... They'll be fine. Okay, I moving on. So we're going to move on from there. We can win. I believe that. So we're going to move on from there to the topic of the week. Oh, wow. We're skipping so many things. Okay, cool. Well, there's no TV to talk about. We're not talking sports. Lillard's still Lillarding. Lillarding? Yeah, and uh, the NBA put out a statement. They're like, hey, cut the shit. Jason induced throughout the first pitch at a St. Louis Cardinals game. That was cute. Yeah. So we're going to move on from there to the topic of the week. I'm the best there is at what I do. What I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guys, when we were dating, I had never played video games before, except for Dance Dance Revolution, obviously. Oh, obviously. And Zach was like, there's this Turtles game that I've never beaten before. And I was like, cool, good for you. And he what was, did I not beat before? Or you needed to beat it with another person. You'd never beaten it with two people. I don't know. There was something. But you were like, you have to beat this Turtles I was game. Like, the me. only game I hadn't beat so at that point was a single player one. trained me how to play one Turtles game. And for like a month, I'd go over to your apartment and you'd be like, put on your Turtles killing pants. No, what did you say? I have no idea. That was I don't like... remember. It was something weird like that. And then I would have to sit on the ground because it was too stressful for me to sit in a chair or on the couch. I mean, and also so those cords weren't that long. I would have to sit on the ground and I would get really stressed out and my hands would get all cramped up. It was very stressful. Anyway, we I finally we beat Turtles at Time, which I've beat many times. I don't know. You were like, you have to beat this game with me. And I was like, why do I have to beat this game with it's you? It's fun to do as a co-op. Anyway, you trained me for like a month on this one Turtles game. and It's the only actual video game I've ever played. I think we also beat Hyperstone Heist. Sure. I don't know. 
It was basically the same game, but worse. Mm. Came out on a Tuesday. Tonight we dine on turtle soup. Yes, That's in the video game I, that I played 17 million times because I'm not very good at it. But I was always Donnie. You kept on taking my lives. I remember that much. <laughs> yes, I would. Because this game, you could give them, you like had a shared pool of them. <laughs> so I would burn through them like none other. It was... <laughs> I, Fabulous. I built them up and you took them away. Yes, yes. That was exactly what happened. And then we'd get the pizza boxes and you'd be like, wait, don't hit the pizza box. So pizza I time. Always hit the pizza box because my toe, I had my toe. No control over this. It was a terrible, terrible experience. Anyway, we finally beat it. We'd play for like hours of time. <laughs> anyway. Look, they're over there. All of the, tr- there's so many turtles things around this room, guys. No, there aren't. Sorry, was that Star Trek Turtles thing over there? Oh, yeah, that's the crossover action figure. There's pictures of you with Pete Qu- more than once. This room has a lot going on for it. How dare you? You used to have more turtles until you decided to change out the comics that you had in the frames. I'm gonna change Do you remember for a while when it was two, three, four, five, six? No, it was two, three, four in the Raphael micro series. Oh, sorry. The big one. There's so many turtles in here. Well, now we just. The only, hey, there's just the number one, what's that, the, that's the four, no, that's the fifth printing, or is that the fourth printing? I don't know. No, that's the fourth, the fifth of the one is over there, in the, in the spinner rack. Hmm, look at that. This is a very disparaging podcast. It's um, calling me out of my shit. And how many comics pages are in the room that are turtles? <sighs> well, I can't see because of the foam wall in front of us. Well, I can see at least one. Oh, good, one. Two, the dog one's here. Good for the dog one. That's my favorite one. All right. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's four turtles figurines behind me. There's so many turtles. There's the last Ronin up there. You bought that. I didn't say I didn't buy these things. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of turtles in this room. I didn't even buy that one. Oh, there's that one and that one. Anyway. So you know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, do you? This is a scolding of me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Excuse me while I... Who's your favorite one? None of them. I hate them all. Gosh, it's so dramatic. Who's your favorite one? From the Mirage books, Michelangelo. I think he's the most uh, rounded character. He likes to write. Mm. He's also based on Steve. He's based on Steve. I don't enjoy this line of questioning. I like that you wore your turtle's hat, but you wore the Mirage turtle's hat, and that was fun. To the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And on the way there, we listened to the 2007 movie soundtrack. And on the way back? Yeah, it kind of was perfect. the perfect length. Whatever. Let's talk about this movie. It was fun. Ooh, good fun. Also, I... Th- <sighs> Non-spoilers first, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I guess. Most We're... people haven't seen this. Well, I've, there's very few spoilers. Guess what? They win. Oh my gosh. Way to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do non-spoilers. Um, I feel like there's very few spoilers in this one. But let's do non-spoilers. Sure. Very fun. I love that they played up the teenage aspect of it. And clearly they had writers on this that understood modern teenage language. Well, they didn't is the thing. Did they not? They let the kids kind of do what they wanted because the kids were like, this isn't how teens talk. Oh, great. Yes. So essentially, they had teenage writers. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, something, uh, yes, with the recording of this, they treated it kind of like Batman the Animated Series. Instead of just doing your voice sessions kind of individually, they had all the four kids who are all like 14, 15 year old kids. All recording at the same time. They did a fabulous job. Yeah, um, they're they're really good at it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I really liked all uh, like these kid actors who have basically done nothing before. But yeah, they were like, you old men don't understand how teenagers talk. And to be fair, when the teenagers were talking, I'm like, I don't understand your single syllable slang of the day. Some of them I at least recognized a few of them. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah that I don't know what a riz is. Definitely your old man. I don't know what up. a sus is. And there's a few others I'm like... Sus is just short for, like, suspicious. I'm monosyllabic, and I'm like, get some fucking syllables here, kids. It was very fun, though. That's just me yelling at the youth in general, not just the turtles. (laughs) Yes. You'd never yell at the turtles. (laughs) You love the turtles. But it was very fun. It had a big cast, like... Um, and some of them, I kind of like forgot who they were going into. Like, I forgot that Post Malone was Ray Filet, who just kept on singing to himself. He's like, Ray Filet. We were sitting in the theater and we had, we were like an awkward distance apart because we had the one that had like the two big armrests right next to each other. So he kept trying to whisper to me and be like, so and so is so and so. That's Maya Rudolph. Yeah, but I like couldn't hear it because she's a new Trump, but they don't say that in the movie. Yes. Yep. But her, I didn't... her name is Cynthia Utram. Yes, but anyway, there was a lot of like poking and whispering, being like, 
like I didn't hear you say that's Post Malone. I'm sure you actually said it, and I just didn't hear it because you're like. Is that Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko? Is this the okay, Mondo but Gecko movie? That was super movie? obvious, and that was I loved him as Mondo Gecko. I love that he leaned back into like that kind of like you know mid two thousands kind of like broy movie version of Paul Rudd, like especially like the Forgetting Sarah. Like he's the same character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's a surfer. Well, and it was fun because we as. We said we just watched Anchorman because yeah. I'd never seen it, and so it's that kind of vibe too. Like it, that was fun. He's weirdly in this a lot. Yeah, he is. Like a lot of like um, you know, like, but he uh, also does a great job. Seth Rogen's um, Bebop, John Cena's Rocksteady. Like so, they have like some like you know the more recognizable names, but they lean into Paul Rudd pretty heavily. Like this is the Mondo Gecko movie. But honestly, it makes sense because he would vibe the best with the turtles especially at their current age and that was fun baxter stockman was fun yeah uh giancarlo esposito is baxter stockman so they got some names in this sucker yeah they did i guess that's something that i'll say in spoilers but i liked it i liked the world that they built i liked the tone that they had they didn't take themselves too seriously they also didn't do a ton of references which i liked yes i like that this movie kind of it's like they make a very unique version of the turtles it stands on its own they don't reference too much stuff from the past. Like, there's like, oh, we're at Eastman High. Oh, there's a sign that, like, we're at this business called The Laird. I think it was, was that the bar? Was that the bowling alley, maybe? Whatever. Either one. Like, oh, Leo made a pose that he made before. But, like, the references are few and far between, which I liked. I liked that it stands on its own. Because, I mean, this is a franchise that has seen so many iterations at this point, And some of them kind of eat their own tail. Like, okay, I've seen the same thing five times at this point. Right. Right. And I mean, we go through the origin story of the turtles again, but they mix it up like this time. Uh, and it's also pretty quick. Like there's no Hamato Yoshi. There's no connecting uh, Splinter to Shredder. I like that Splinter learned his his ninjutsu ninjutsu. I could not come up with the word. I liked that he learned it from tapes from the 90s. <laughs> yes. That was my favorite. Yeah. But it, they were in. I couldn't figure out what those tufts were on the top of his head. Those are his ears. No, he had ears, but then he had like two white tufts. Like his eyebrows? No, they just his two little white tufts. They were kind of like held together with. No, like, no, I know what you're talking about. I just thought those they weren't. Were... His, no, there were not his ears. His ears were separate. Were they his eyebrows though? Like no. bushy old man eyebrows? No, those would be above his eyes, not on top of his head. Not that I know anybody. Really? You want to go down the eyebrows road here? <laughs> they brought up Chris Pine and his eyebrows. Oh, yeah. I love All that. three Chris's. I love that. Yeah. Um, Splinter shows like three cutouts of three Chris's. Um, the, of, like connected to the human world. Yeah. It was um, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, and Chris Pratt. Pratt. But not Chris Hemsworth. No, no Hemsworth. Now that I was saying that out loud. But Chris Evans previously voiced Casey Jones. That's true. It's like, oh, ho, ho, Chris Evans. Two Turtles movies now. So that was very fun. Uh, the whole thing it was it was a very fun time it's also pretty quick which was nice yeah i like that it's a little over 90 minutes and they keep it tight like they don't there's no real lingering on stuff like there were no scenes where i felt like we're dragging here like maybe a couple like maybe like something that the turtles do that they've never done in any iteration is they want to go to high school they want to be normal so maybe like a couple of the scenes like in the high school where they're like oh man like we wish we were here like slow the pace down a touch but it's very few and far between this is a pretty tight movie yes and they actually do a pretty good job of balancing a very large cast some of the i mean these like the celebrities don't get a ton of they were in there for an afternoon yeah but i mean it's fun and it, it didn't feel rushed in the sense of like oh look at all these mutants that we just get two lines from and then we never see them again so that was cool what you doing? I was trying to read my own handwriting. How did it go? It went well. I figured out what I wrote down. What'd you say? How did Michelangelo get an orthodontist? That is an excellent question. Because Splinter's like, avoid the human world at all costs, but Michelangelo has braces. That is an excellent Dan-o question. plan. That was a Simpsons reference. Oh, okay. I didn't know what that was. I thought you thought you were yelling. You thought I was just yelling dental plan? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I don't know. I could imagine a world in which Splinter learned orthodontia. I don't know orthodontia yeah that can't be what it's called what do you think it's called orthodynamics okay <laughs> so yeah do you have any other thoughts that you want to say before we go to non-spoilers no fuck it let's get into the spoilers okay what's your rating system see it in theaters stream, stream it. it or don't see it at all yeah 
So see it in theaters. I give it a theaters. I enjoyed it enough. I had a good time. I had a smile. I had some laughs. You had a lot of laughs. Had some chortles. He's going to say, your laughs are very loud in a theater. Well, maybe other people should pick up on the jokes. Okay, cool. Um, but it was fun. There we go. Spoilers. Look out. There's spoilers ahead. Ice Cube is in this as Superfly. Oh, by the way, uh, the Ninja app pops up for two seconds. That's fun. Yes, that was very fun. Uh, yeah, Ice Cube is in there as Superfly. Does one of his Ice Cube lyrics in there. Uh, he's the only original character kind of in this whole thing. And as a villain, he's fine. Like He's like, hey, I, I want to make everyone a mutant and kill all the humans. Yeah, I liked how they tied it in so that Splinter and Superfly were like two sides of the same coin. And then Splinter's like, oh, wait, I can't keep you in the sewers forever and that was nice yeah it, you know jackie chan's always fun when he pops up he's done some you know p- obviously some past voiceover work with like uh, the kung fu panda movies oh i didn't know that so he's not new to this world but yeah it was fun getting jackie chan in there yes and and i really enjoyed just like the random things i liked i liked the leg of horses yeah so back in the day um the way this worked is the people who designed the toys originally and for a lot of the toys uh, were the mirage studios guys and uh the rule for designing a toy is no two legs could be the same no two arms could be the same which i don't know if this was necessarily a direct reference i but i feel like it kind of was is Superfly like mutates later in the movie because like really big is like i'm part whale i'm part fly and look i have a leg of horses my leg is just made of horses <laughs> and i'm gonna go with um the old term from like the the old cartoon they had a anti-mutagen thing and they shoot him with it, and it just makes one horse go away. He's like, I don't even need that horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very clever. It was very well written. We, even, oh, we could have talked about this in non-spoilers. Uh, the animation style, it's Spider-Verse-esque, but not quite. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing their own thing, and it's definitely supposed to look, you know, 3D, but cartoony at the same time. It certainly doesn't, like, they're not emulating, like, the Mirage style, or even, like, the Archie style, or you know, the, the IDW stuff. They're doing their own thing, but it, it's fun that they have, like, a unique animation style. So, I don't know, compared to, like, other movies, like, I, I love the original Turtles movie. It's uh, basically pitch perfect of just like hitting that like specific vibe in between like the cartoon and the mirage books and still kind of making it its own thing we've talked many times on the show that i really like the 2007 animated movie i think it's criminally underrated we also talked about this a lot yesterday so yeah i know we already had these conversations we have to pretend they're fresh oh right <laughs> uh, did you just not want to talk on the car ride home no no this sounds good but for as much as i like that movie I would not say that it has, like, it doesn't have a unique animation style. It's not that it's a bad animation style, but it's it's just 3D animation. Yes. Versus this one has something unique. Well, I, I still would probably lean towards, I probably like the 2007 movie better. That's kind of more the, the vibe that I like. But, but I like- th- this one definitely had more of a visual style than that movie. I liked that this one committed to them being teenagers and went with that wholly. Because, like, the 2007 one- they are well, they're supposed older. To, they're supposed well, to be adults. Yeah, they're supposed to be but older at that point. But they're literally called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, they don't say that in the title. It's called the TMNT. Yeah. Which is how Laird also got around that in Volume 4. We just started calling it TMNT. Yes. So I enjoyed it. I also really liked how they saved characters. They did not just throw in a smattering of everybody from the Turtles universe. So Casey's not in there. Yeah, I like there's there's some restraint to not Shredder do everything. Shredder comes in at the very end in the mid credit scene. Yeah, but and it's a long mid credit scene. But he's only there for a literally like his his image is there. But I would also like to move on from. Uh, can the turtles stop wanting to fuck April? <laughs> because we've had that three different times now. But we had that in the 2012 series, like Donatello had this like big crush on April, and then in the Michael Bay movies, Michelangelo was like obnoxiously horny towards her and now leonardo same thing mm-hmm. get Raphael in there hey we get all of them yeah but i i liked i liked april a lot in this i liked that she wanted to be a journalist and then she was scared of being on camera which is kind of a fun yeah switch up <laughs> um the vomiting lasted forever <laughs> such a long thing of vomiting and i really enjoyed that she like pulled together at the end and she starts to her newscast and then she vomits in the middle of the newscast <laughs> hilarious stage right yep but i I liked her a lot as april and i liked that this april was 
I just I liked how she fit in with it. Yeah, I like how she's like at the start of her thing, and I I really like the turtles are captured and they're like April help us, and like she rides away on her little scooter. She's just going to get Splinter, but like it makes like looks like you know she's a kid, she's a teenager who's just like I'm overwhelmed, and she just kind of fucks off. But no, she's going to do a thing. Yes, I. It was heartbreaking. Splinter's little surprise party with the Chris's. and then they all leave, and like there's not even. It was so sad. It was so sad. More talk about nipples and milking in this movie than you're expecting. That's very true. So much nipple talk. So much milking talk. Way more milking. I, and they bring up the milking quite a few times before they actually get milked. They get and, milked. And, and I think it's just so funny that I just thought it was going to be like a through joke that they were just like, he thinks we're going to get milked. That's so funny. I didn't see them actually getting milked in this. Yeah, they get, I'm sorry, getting what? Milked. Uh, Milk. How do you spell that? Milk. M-I or M-E? Milk. Okay, milked. Yeah, they were getting milked in this. And I love it that like, Splinter saves them literally from the milking, with an I, machine. And then he like saves them from, he looks at it, he's like, you're just getting milked? They're like, no. He's like, why does that machine say milking machine? <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Just so much milking talk. It's like, yes. we don't even have nipples. So much nipple talk. But it was also like- And also Bebop's uh, nipple rings that you were uh, quite put off by. That was a lot. But it just, it felt fresh. It felt like a fresher take on this than than some of the others. Like, I feel like the last live action Turtles movies- The last two sucked so hard. But they tried to be super serious, kind of. And I don't know. They tried to make them realistic, which is not the point. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles- it's not it's worth nice. it to try to make them realistic. I also liked how colorful this was. This yeah. is a pretty colorful movie. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a, a good movie. Now that we're having good adaptations since then, like uh, the, the 2012 series is pretty phenomenal. A good chunk of the IDW stuff up to a point, I'm not going to really get into it, but it, it's really good for at least the first 50 issues. And then kind of after that, you know, results may vary. So there's been good stuff in the past few years, but... There has been a good movie since like the 2007 one. To be fair, there was also uh, the directed DVD uh, Ninja Turtles uh, versus Batman movie, which is decent enough. I enjoy it. it it's not going to like, you know, knock your socks off, but it's pretty good. Well, and what you told me too after leaving the theater that I didn't know is that there, this is a plan. So this is the first movie. Then there's going to be a two season show yep. that's going to bridge the gap between this movie and the second movie. And I personally appreciate that there's that much thought taken into where they want to take this adaptation that they're not just kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks but instead they've planned it out they wanted to do they wanted to introduce it this way in this movie and then two seasons tells me that they have a plan for those two seasons because that's it's a specific number it's not saying like oh we have a show it's like no we're gonna do this right exactly there, uh, there's no episode count i don't know what two seasons mean i would assume maybe like 10 episodes a piece yeah 10 to 15 13 uh, something yeah, in there that yeah it feels like a lot if we're doing two between movies i i'd probably I guess know. Th- this is just a guess i would probably say two 10 episode seasons but i could be wrong but I like that. I like that they have a plan and have a thought and then they're planning on a second movie and just and they gave themselves time to breathe in there by not putting Splinter. I mean, by not putting Shredder in this first movie, by not putting Casey in this first or like movie. Purple Dragons or any of the other stuff. that Triceratons. Like, and... Although they there are multiple Triceraton references in this. I know, but they're not. And I kept on pointing at the screen going, Triceraton. Yes, and I missed it every time. But <laughs> uh, but they're not there yet. So I like that. I like that there is room. Yeah, it's it was an enjoyable movie. Is it like my version of the Turtles? No, but that doesn't upset me. That's never going to be like the stuff that I want again, and that's fine. Like This is a different version. It's a good version, and I enjoyed it. It's definitely uh, one of the better movies because some of these movies are dog shit. <laughs> For uh, you know, lack of a better term. There could be a better term, but I chose dog shit. Yeah, it was clever and heartfelt and well-written and it felt realistic and i also like that the mutants like the other mutants that aren't super fly like they don't lean into like oh these were like usually some kind of like antagonistic characters they're just like the turtles like hey we don't have to kill everyone we can all just hang out together and like be friends in a family and they're like that sounds nice (laughs) i like that plan way better let's not kill everyone that's 
that's extreme. Let's not do that. Yeah, I liked I liked that they didn't have to fight that hard to get the, the mutants on their side because we all knew where this is going, right? They're not going to just be like, here's the four turtles against all of the mutants. Like, I mean, I kind of assumed that's what it was, but it wasn't. Oh, I always assumed that they were going to like win over their friends. And... And, yeah, mostly Mondo Gecko was like, hey. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I don't really want to do that. I'm Paul Rudd and I'm just acting like a big stoner. But he had so much fun, seemingly. Yeah, for the day he was there in the booth. Well, good for him. Yeah, solid movie. I really liked it. He might have been there for two days. He had a lot of lines. You're right. He might have been there for a whole two days. Yeah. But yes, it was very fun. Highly recommend. Much better than some other Turtles movies have been. I mean, God, think about that. There hasn't been a good Turtles movie since 2007. That was a while ago. That's when I graduated high school. Good Lord. And now you're in a loveless marriage. No, why would you say that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, do you have anything else to add about your Turtles movie? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> okay. Moving on to letters to the editor. Mm, indeed. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. I'll what you- letter do we have? Do you want to answer one about Robin or about um, Helen Ownership? Either one, but I don't really know much about Robin, and I don't know Jared's little spiel that he does. Well, I I say the first part. Okay, sorry. I guess we'll do Robin versus advice for first-time home buyers. Why? I was a first-time home buyer. Do you want to do Robin or that one? I don't care. You know the questions. You tell me. I'm I'm giving you an option. Which one am I going to have a better answer to? Okay. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. We'll answer anything. Maybe it's about being a first-time home buyer. Maybe that's next week's question. Who knows? But for this week... What do we answer? I, I said we'd answer anything, I guess. Yeah, people are taking me up on that. Okay. Cool. Like that. Which is the best Robin? I really summed, summed that up quickly. Many Robins out there. Okay. There's Dick. Yep. There's Jason. Yep. There's Tim. Yep. Sandra. Yep. Carrie Kelly. Yep. Damien. Mm-hmm. I don't really know him. He doesn't seem very fun. Yeah, he's, he's a little brat. Yeah. Not him. If he wasn't an assassin, I'd punch him in the face. But he'd probably kill me instead because he's an assassin. Okay, so the classic one is Dick Grayson. Yep. So he's probably the best Robin. Disagree! You don't like Jason. Uh, Jason's great. He's he's an asshole, but not And as... then he gets killed off. Yeah, then he comes back. Do you like Carrie Kelly? I do enjoy Carrie Kelly. I enjoy her for like basically the same reason that I like Tim, though. Is Tim your answer? Tim is my answer. Do tell. Um, after Jason dies, Batman's like, I'm a sad loner now, blah, blah, blah. I don't need a little boy in tights running around with me. Great. And Tim goes to Dick. He's like, hey, I know you're... He's, who's not at that point? He's like, hey, I know you're Robin. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, dude, it's very obvious. He's like, what? He's like, Batman needs a Robin to... kind of cheer him up. To kind of calm his shit a little bit. And Dick's like, no, I'm, I'm mad and angsty. I'm not going back. And Tim goes out of his way to become Robin, and he's he's the Robin that wants to be there. He's the Robin that grows, and also he's one of the smarter Robins. Like he's a good detective. He's also the one that Bruce adopts. Oh, that's sweet. Like for his like the last like you who's know, Damien's mom? Talia. Oh, Batman took his shirt off and fought uh, Raish in the desert, and then Batman also boned her. And, Evidently, yeah. And then uh, Damien was raised with uh, the League of Assassins. Was he raised in the pit? He didn't go in a Lazarus pit, except for that time that he died and went in the Lazarus pit. Wait, no, that's not what brought him back. It was something with Darkseid. No, I mean, I mean the pit that. Oh no, that Batman climbs out of. Tony was never. That's that's just a movie thing. Okay, whatever. No, Bane was raised in a Mexican prison. Oh, okay, cool. Anyway, so your answer is Tim. Yeah, he's the one Tim who wanted. He's the one that wanted to be there. He's the one that kind of sought it out, which is also like kind of the same story of Carrie Kelly. She's the one who like idolizes Batman and like becomes his partner, and I fucking love that moment. With I them. read that story. You did, yeah. That before we saw Batman v Superman, we were like, this could be a good movie. Mm. Hmm. Boy, remember when I used to sit in the corner of your kitchen? Yeah, while well, I made breakfast. That's where you read that book. Yeah, but I love that thing, guys. Um, I wasn't like sitting in a chair. I was sitting on the floor in the corner of the kitchen. Anyway. Yeah, but like. Bruce gets beat up by, like, the mutant leader, and Carrie Kelly gets him into, like, the giant, like, tank Batmobile. He's like, oh, the Batcave, and Alfred's, like, over the speaker's like, sir, you're delirious! And Bruce is like, who are you? She's like, Carrie. Carrie Kelly. She gets real serious. Robin. It's fucking awesome. I love her, too. Like, but she kind of has, like, the same story as Tim. 
like in that same kind of like motivation, kind of like why I like them in the role. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say Tim just because, you know, Tim, like Carrie Kelly is, you know, basically just been in like that Frank Miller world. So Right. Like, She's not really in very much. Yeah. There's just less time with her. But Tim has been there for so long and I really like him. And it was so annoying when the new 52 was like, Tim was never really Robin. I'm like, fuck you. And then they made him Robin again. I was like, good. At least you don't have opinions. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite Robin? As someone who has not read a lot of Batman, I do like Harry Kelly. I mean, I like Dick. He's solid. He's just like, he's the original Robin. Yeah. And one of the longest running DC characters. And that's fun too. I like that he develops a world for himself beyond just being Robin. He never gets enough credit, I think, for like his longevity because he's really like the third one in there. It's like Superman, Batman, then him. Yeah. So good for him. He doesn't get credit for that enough for being like as long as he's been in it. Enough for a lot of things. And. I can't really blame him once he's Nightwing for Tim to come and be like, you have to go back to being Robin. And he's like, no. No, I'm mad. Okay, but also. I'm working on my ass. I can imagine a world in which he wouldn't want to go back to being Robin. So Dick Grayson's my answer. All right. We answered your questions. We're out of here. Thanks for talking to us. Um, I guess I have to do the spiel. Yep. Rate, rate review on iTunes or don't. Whatever. Just listen. I appreciate that. Follow people on Twitter. Yeah, I'm there. You're at Editor's Note Comics, and Jared is at Junior Rich. Mm. And I don't have social media like that. So I'm not sure. You do have a Twitter account. You just don't do anything on it. Excellent. Don't lie. You're just a lurker. I just really found out about basketball news the fastest way that way. I thought that was through me. No, it's usually through Twitter. How dare you? Sometimes I tell you. <laughs> uh, next week, something. I don't know. And but- we rate dogs. Yes, you like to look at dogs. Okay, cool. Compared to this dog who's lying in between us. How is... You said the cat was long. Good Lord, look at this thing. He's a good boy. He's so long. All right, uh, next week, something. Jared will be back. <laughs> Probably. So say hi. Bye. Bye.